the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And the Bible says we should walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. Moses is not walking in the truth of God's Word. God said they will listen to you. But he's not walking in that truth. We must walk in the truth. And I think this is such an important thing for Christians. We must walk in God's truth. Walk in what His Word says. This is what the Bible says. Before we ever met Christ, we walked by our own strength and wisdom. Generally, we would end up walking straight into trouble. Trouble that would leave us broken and hurt. In today's message, Pastor Dan will point out that when we surrender our lives to the Lord, we no longer have to walk by our own strength. When you surrender your life to Jesus, giving Him full power and authority over you, you also give up that burden and weight of having to carry yourself through life all on your own. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. pray and we'll get into the word together. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you for your word and we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the theme of the book of Exodus is redemption. God redeeming his people. The Exodus is the first great miracle of the Old Testament. It is the defining event for the Hebrew people throughout their history, even to this day. And the Exodus, it points ultimately to Jesus Christ and the redemption that we have in Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection. He died for us on the cross to set us free from our bondage to sin and death. And so it points to Jesus. In chapter 3, the Lord appeared to Moses in a burning bush on the backside of the desert in an area called Midian, while Moses was watching his father-in-law's sheep. And the Lord called Moses to return to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel out of their slavery, out of their bondage, out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Moses was 80 years old when God called him when the Lord appeared to him and called him to go back to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel. Initially, initially Moses objected to God's call. In fact, Moses will give a total of five excuses why he should not be the deliverer, 
of the children of Israel. His first excuse was back in chapter 3, verse 11, if you look back. Back in chapter 3, verse 11, Moses said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? In other words, my translation, I'm a nobody. I'm just a shepherd. I'm out here on the backside of the desert of Midian. I can't go before the great and mighty Pharaoh. I can't lead a nation. Living in the desert for 40 years humbled Moses. And then Moses gave his second excuse in chapter 3, verse 13. Chapter 3, verse 13, Moses said to the Lord, essentially, I don't even know your name. Who are you? What shall I say when the Israelites ask me your name? I can't answer that basic question. What's your name? And the Lord God answered him and said, I am, I am who I am. Tell them that I am sent you. God, God is the ever-present one. He's the answer to all our needs, whatever our need may be. He's I am. I am can do that. I, I am the one. And now that brings us into chapter 4. Verse 1, we have Moses' next objection to God's calling on his life. In verse 1, he says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Now look back in chapter 3, verse 18. The Lord said to Moses, The elders of Israel will heed your voice. They will believe you. But here, Moses objects, suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. What if they say the Lord has not appeared to you? Moses is not walking in the truth of God's word at this point. God said they will heed your voice, but Moses doubts, doubts God's word at this point. Well, maybe they won't. He doubts God's promise. And the Bible says we should walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. Moses is not walking in the truth of God's word. God said they will listen to you. But he's not walking in that truth. We must walk in the truth. And I think this is such an important thing for Christians. We must walk in God's truth. Walk in what his word says. This is what the Bible says. So I'm going to trust what God says in his word, and I'm going to believe what he says in his word, and I'm going to walk in it. And I'm going to allow his word to dictate to me how I think about my situation and how I respond to my situation. And so verse 2, and so the Lord said to him, well, what is that in your hand? And he said, a rod. Moses was a shepherd. He's been a shepherd for the last 40 years. And so he has a shepherd's staff in his hand, a rod. And so God said, well, cast it on the ground. And so he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it. <laughs> Apparently, Moses was a, a, afraid of snakes. When you get to heaven and you're talking to Moses, as you're talking to him, you say, oh, Moses, watch out, there's a snake. 
and watch him jump. And then laugh, and he'll say, oh, very funny. Like, I haven't heard that before, right? So he flees, verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, now reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and he caught it, and it became a rod in his hand again. Now, picking up a snake by the tail is not a good idea. Because the snake can turn and strike you. You pick up a snake behind the head of the snake so that it can't bite you. Moses must pick up the snake by the tail by faith. He's learning to trust God's word through this little exercise with the snake. Have you ever noticed that in your life? How God will have you do some little thing where it's easy for you to trust his word in this little thing? Oh, yeah, I can pick up a snake by the tail. He's training you. He's preparing you to trust his word in the bigger things. He's faithful in the little things. He'll be faithful in the big things in your life. You know why? Because they're all little things to God. They're all little to him. Big to you, but little to him. And this little lesson of the snake and picking it up by the tail, it's teaching Moses he can trust God's word. And so he goes on here, verse 5. He says that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. He has, he has Moses do this sign here. He's going to have him do two more signs, as we're going to see in, in the next couple verses. And God will use these miraculous signs to confirm to the elders of Israel that God has indeed appeared to Moses. Just as God used miraculous signs and miracles in the ministry of Jesus Christ to confirm that Jesus is the Messiah and he is the Savior of the world. Jesus said, the works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. How do we know that Jesus was from God? Well, the works that he did... The miracles he did bear witness that he is indeed sent from the Father. In John 14, 11, Jesus said, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. You should believe me because of the works, the miracles that Jesus did confirm that Jesus was sent from the Father, that he is the Messiah of Israel that was promised in the Old Testament. All those miracles show us that Jesus is who he said he is and that we can trust everything that Jesus said to be true. And Jesus said things like, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Well, how do we know that no one comes to the Father but through Jesus Christ? Well, through the miracles. The miracles testify to us that he's trustworthy especially the biggest miracle of all, the resurrection, the empty tomb. It testifies to us, it shows us that Jesus is trustworthy, that we can believe everything that Jesus said. And God will use these miracles in Moses' life, just like he used miracles in the life of Jesus, in the ministry of Jesus to confirm who Jesus is, to confirm uh, that that he is the Son of God. 
And God will do the same thing here with Moses. And and later in the book of Acts, uh, the disciples did miracles. Mark 16, 20 says the disciples went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. The signs confirmed the word that that the disciples preached. The purpose of the signs, the purpose of the miracles is to confirm the word of God. The main thing is the word of God. The miracles are secondary supporting the word of God. The main thing is not the miracles. The miracles just confirm the word of God. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. God enables Moses here to do certain miracles as signs to the elders of Israel that God has indeed appeared to him and sent him to be their deliverer. And, and notice again, look at the verse again. God says to him, what's that in your hand? A rod. He throws it down. It turns into a snake. And then he picks it up again. It turns back into a rod. God will use the rod in Moses' hand, his shepherd's staff. Please don't miss this. God will use what he has in his hand. An ordinary tool, if you will, that Moses used day in, day out as a shepherd watching sheep as part of his job. God can use the thing that's in your hand. God can use the thing that is in your hand to show himself to others. He, he, he can use whatever you do every single day. He can use that to reveal himself to others. If you're a software engineer, God can use that to reveal himself to your coworkers. If you're a business owner, God can use that to reveal himself to your employees. If you're in the military, God can use that. If you're working in construction, God can use that to reveal himself to the other people on the job site. If you're an accountant, God can't really use that. I'm sorry. No, but he can. If you're a student, God can use that to reveal himself to others in your school. If you're a stay-at-home mom, God can use that. Whatever it may be, God can use it to reveal himself to others. Just, you know, you don't have to have this big, like, pie in the sky. How will God ever use me? Just whatever is in your hand, whatever you're putting your hand to every single day, 50 hours a week or more, God will use that to reach other people. I think it was, uh, I think it was Stuart Briscoe, maybe, who said, you know, whatever your job is, if you're a plumber, you are a missionary for God, skillfully disguised as a plumber, right? If you're a teacher, 
You are a missionary for God, skillfully disguised as a teacher. If you're a student, you're skillfully disguised as a student, but you're really a missionary for God in your school, right? Just whatever it is you're doing, that's what God wants to use. Now look at verse 6. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your, in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom in his shirt. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. And, he, and so he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Now, leprosy was an incurable disease that, that always led to death. And so with this second sign, God shows that he alone has the power over life and death. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, that he has the keys to death. Keys speak of authority. Jesus has authority over life and death. Now, verse 9, and it shall be, if they do not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river, that's the Nile River, and pour it out on the dry land, the water which you take from the river will become blood. It doesn't say it'll become like blood or the color of blood. It will become blood on the dry land. Now, the Nile River was considered a god to the Egyptians. So much of their life and economy depended upon the Nile River, and they considered the Nile River a god. And so by turning water from the Nile River to blood, the Lord God, Jehovah, was showing that he is more powerful than the gods of the Egyptians. And so God is communicating here to Moses and Aaron and to the Israelites ultimately with these signs that they've, they've got nothing to worry about because Yahweh is greater than the gods of Egypt. There's no God like Jehovah, right? He's more powerful than any other God. So in verse 10 now, Moses gives his next excuse why he cannot lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Look at verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Moses says, I'm not a very eloquent speaker. I get tongue-tied, and my words get twisted. And so I'm not the right guy for this job. Now, that's interesting that he says that. If you remember, we looked at Acts chapter 7, which talks about Moses and Stephen's sermon. In Acts chapter 7, verse 22, it says of Moses, I'll read it to you, that Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. That's actually like the only biographical statement we have about Moses when he was growing up in Egypt. Moses was educated in the best Ivy League schools in Egypt, and he was mighty in words and mighty in deeds. He was eloquent in speech. He was an eloquent speaker, at least he was 40 years before. When he lived in Egypt, maybe, you know, watching sheep for 40 years in the desert, he's kind of lost his eloquence a little bit, I don't know. But now he says to, to the Lord, 
you should find someone else. Because I'm just not very good with words. Now look at verse 11. So, you know, the Lord is so patient with us. The Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? (laughs) And who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I, the Lord? Now watch what he says in verse 12. Now therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you shall say. I love verse 12. I hope you do too. It reminds us that God does not call the equipped. He equips the called, right? God doesn't pick only the best or only the smartest or only the most talented or only the most eloquent. In fact, 1 Corinthians tells us God likes to use the weak. He likes to use the inadequate. He likes to use the foolish. He likes to use nobodies so that he gets all the glory. So that nobody looks on and says, well, of course that guy is so successful, or, or obviously she's so successful in the ministry. Look at her, or look at him. All of his skills, all of his talents, all of his abilities. No, people scratch their head. So why is he successful? Why is she successful? It's got to be the Lord. And all the glory goes to God. When God calls you, listen, when God calls you to do something for him, he will then equip you to fulfill that calling. So don't think, well, God can't use me. I'm not an eloquent speaker. Or God can't use me. I'm not very smart. Or I'm not very talented. Or, or I'm shy. And I'm introverted. Or I, I'm not comfortable speaking in front of an audience. If God calls you, he will then equip you to fulfill that calling. And so he says to Moses, I'll be with your mouth. I'll teach you what you shall say. Listen, all we have to do is be available. Just be available. Just be available to God. Just be open to the Lord, like Isaiah. Here I am, Lord, send me. I'm slow of speech. I get tongue-tied. I'm not a very good speaker. I'm not very smart. But here I am. And if you're available to the Lord to be used by him, he will overcome your inadequacies. And he'll use your inadequacies. For his glory. You know, D.L. Moody was an evangelist, a preacher in the 1800s. He was one of the greatest evangelists ever in church history. And D.L. Moody was an uneducated man. And he, he butchered the English language when he spoke. And he got saved as an adult. And shortly after he was saved, he attended a prayer meeting at his church. And he prayed out loud at this prayer meeting. And after the prayer meeting, one of the elders of the church came up to him and said to him, you would serve the Lord better by keeping your mouth shut at church. Because he was so uneducated and just, you know, butchered the language when he spoke. And he goes on now, that he goes on to, to preach the gospel to hundreds of thousands of people. And thousands and thousands of people come to faith in Jesus Christ through D.L. Moody. And there's actually, uh, there's actually a, a chain of people that lead down to Billy Graham, which is a name that you're probably familiar with. D.L. Moody uh, preached the gospel, and a guy that was in the audience at one of his events that got saved ended up preaching the gospel somewhere where Billy Graham was located and was in the audience when he was a little kid. 
Did you know that Ring of Truth is a listener-supported ministry aimed to bring you God's Word wherever you're at? Whether you're at home or on the road, we're here to help you grow in your faith. You love to stay connected through social media? Find us on Facebook. Listen to us on iTunes and our podcast. There are numerous other ways to stay up to date with what's happening at Ring of Truth. All you have to do is go to calvaryec.com to get started. Our mission and vision and what we believe can be found on our website as well. In case you didn't catch that website, it's calvaryec.com. Ring of Truth is a radio ministry that comes to you from Columbia, Maryland. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. For those of you who aren't morning people, we also have a Sunday afternoon service at 12.30 p.m. Or you're welcome to come Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Take your pick, but please, come if you're in the area. Did you know that live stream is available for those unable to attend in person? For all of our long-distance listeners, we hope you'll utilize this tool to stay connected. Pastor Dan has been teaching from the book of Exodus, and he's not done yet. Be sure to come back again as he continues pulling nuggets from this Old Testament book. Thanks for staying tuned in today to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.